Welcome back to the Mile High Flight Show. And for the second part of today's episode, let's talk about UFC 274. And uh, yeah, I mean, a lot to talk about here. It didn't turn out exactly how we were uh, hoping it would, um, but still a heck of a card. Um, we can start off with the headliner there, Charles Oliveira, submitting Justin Gaethje in the first round uh, to become the number one contender in the lightweight division. Um, so obviously he doesn't win the belt because uh, he missed weight there by half a pound. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, unfortunate to see that. We were obviously both hoping that uh, Gaethje would take the title. Um, and he knocked down Charles twice in the opening round, um, but didn't follow him to the ground. Charles got up and then he ended up knocking down uh, Justin and then just got all over him. And Justin was no match um, for Charles down on the ground there. Um, and yeah, I mean, I swear, I think it was within 30 seconds. Um, you know, Justin put up a little bit of a fight. I think he turned out of one hold. Um, but Charles got that, uh, like rear naked choke, I think it was. And yep. it was, it was over. Yeah. Um, to say last night, besides hanging out with you, um, it was, it was, a. It, it was super frustrating because not only do we see Justin lose, you know, then and everyone already knows, but Rose lost as well. So, but yeah, starting off with Justin, um, first and foremost, shout out to Charles Oliver because through adversity, because obviously the fool did miss weight and it is embarrassing. And as a champion, it does suck. But I've also been hearing a little bit of a rumor that. Something was up with that scale. There was another fighter that had come out and had said something about that scale being like, I don't know, just having some technical difficulties. So maybe there's that. Um, I can't tell you for sure if Charles Oliveira, like off the top of my head, I don't think he's had a weight cutting issue. Um, he's a pretty, he's, he, he, I think 155 is his weight class. So I don't think he's like trying to cut too much weight. Um, like you might see, like, honestly, with a guy like Michael Chandler, but Michael Chandler doesn't really have a problem uh, weighing in at 55. Um, so whatever happened to Charles Oliveira that made him lose or made him miss weight, that's super unfortunate. But he once again proved that he's the champion of the division, regardless of the title status. He's he's the best 155-pound uh, fighter in, in the UFC right now. Um, and he... Not only did he get knocked down um, twice by Justin Gaethje, but he got back up, knocked him down, and then he he made him tap. He he tapped him out. Um, yeah. So, and like I was worried about that aspect if Justin did get into a submission um, or like a jujitsu battle with him on the ground. I worried about how how good. I mean, the man has the most submissions in the UFC. In, in the UFC history, no man has more submissions than Charles Oliver, yeah. specifically by a rear naked choke. So, you know, like you just fell right into like, and I knew it. I, the minute he was on the ground, I knew it. I was just like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And there it goes. So it really is unfortunate. And I mean, just still has his time. Um, obviously, it's it's not easy to to see, you know, a fan favorite and our personal favorite um lose like that but yeah hats off to charles Oliver because even through the adversity of 
not making the weight. He still pulled it out. Um, when when some people questioned if, you know, he was going to be out of it mentally, but he really just persevered. Um, and it goes to show that, you know, sometimes like that mental aspect of, of the fight is because I almost want to say that um, maybe, maybe Justin was, and I, I thought for sure that Justin was going to have an advantage because, well, maybe Oliver had a bad weight cut. So the fact that Oliver still came out and showed that he's the best in the world, regardless of that title status, I just wonder what now, uh, especially with Chandler winning, are we going to get Michael Chandler and Oliver too for the vacant belt? Are we going to get Oliver versus Islam Makachev for the vacant belt? Um, but I like to see almost as a title eliminator um, with Islam and Michael Chandler. But yeah. I don't know that the UFC does that. Um, ultimately, Charles Oliver definitely deserves to be the champion regardless though, because yeah, he he really did prove his worthiness of that when when he made quick work of Justin Gaethje. Um, yeah, I mean, and then I guess moving on to uh, Carlos Barza uh, defeating Rose by decision to take the women's strawweight title uh, back, which is the longest. Uh, longest in between time between two title reigns. I think hers is like 2000 and some odd days. Carla Esparza from becoming the first women's champion. Um, and I mean, you know, you watched this fight with me. Um, it was, it was honestly a very, very, very boring fight. Um, yeah, <laughs> there's not a lot, not a lot of action in the in, in the strawway title fight, uh, coming event, which is why Rose lost her belt. Um, yeah. truthfully it's it is why rose lost her belt because and i'm not sure what the game plan here was and i hate to question trevor whitman uh because he is and i would never question his game plan but i wonder if they were worried about as far as his takedowns um because rose mm -hmm. was fighting a bit lower in her stance than she usually does um and i mean she had great takedown defense but i wonder if the takedowns were overly worked in camp and that she was afraid to be her normal aggressive forward coming self because she was worried about the takedown threat. Um, you know, so it's, it, it's really tough to tell, but absolutely heartbroken uh, for Rose because not only, I mean, she's probably my favorite female fighter for sure. Um, you know, one of my favorite champions, but especially fighting out of Colorado and being such a, such a voice for you know mental health awareness and positive thinking and just being being thug rose just being a badass you know i just uh, it really sucks to see her lose um but what did you think of the fight ryan what, what did you think of the strawweight co-main event yeah no i totally agree with everything you said and for me it was almost frustrating to watch because it was 25 minutes of rose i felt like i mean obviously i was rooting for rose as well and like it just felt like it was very clear to me with the few uh, takedowns that Carla Esparza did get and the uh, hits that she got too. Rose needed to do more to uh, like, if it was going to come down to decision, she needed to do more to be able to win it. And she just didn't. Um, I think that Carla Esparza uh, controlled the pace a lot of the time too. And she just got more strikes in. Uh, she got a couple takedowns. I don't, remember if they actually like got down on the ground at all you might have to correct me if you remember but um i think it was mostly just on the 
their feet for the majority of the fight. Um, and yeah, it was just frustrating for me because I, I, I like the entire time I was like, you got to do more, you got to do if you want to win it. But, and then it, it just ended and they really did not do much the entire time. Um, you know, I, I am interested in the insight that you had potentially with, um, her being, uh, overly cautious of the takedowns from Carlos Barza. And maybe that was part of the reason why. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'm kind of right where you're at just questioning, like, what was the goal? Like, what were you trying to do? Like, because, and when we, it got to the end of it, Rose seemed like she thought that she was going to win it. And I mean, maybe that's just, you know, the normal, like, you just have the confidence of it. It's like, yeah, I got this shit. Like, but like just looking at the fight, if you're trying to score it in your head as the fighter, I don't see how you would think that you won that to me, you know? Right. And I mean, I, I don't think the takedowns were super like super takedown, like on the ground control time. Um, a lot of the takedowns that I remember, and I'll, I'll definitely go through the fight. A lot of the more controversial, weird close fights. I like to go back and just look at the tape again, see, you know, how, you know, whether it was Rose or Carla again. So I'll go, I'll definitely go back, but I thought a lot of the takedowns were either Rose got up right away or they just, she barely got her to her knees. Like, and that's, I know they kind of classify as takedowns, but it's one of those things that's like, really? Like there was no control time. I don't think, if I'm being honest, the, um, the takedown that Rose shot at the end of the fight, I think had more control time than anything that Carla had. So it's yeah. one of those things that I just, I don't know. Ultimately, like, I don't know what the game plan was. I don't know what the thought process was, but Rose just did not, just did not do enough. That's just, that's just playing, it's just playing Jane. Like she just did not yeah. do enough to win that fight. And it's just truly unfortunate because she really is a great champion, a great woman. Yeah. 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 I agree. And it, it sucked to see her lose, but um, yeah, I mean, we'll have to see what uh, happens next if she goes for another shot at the the title there. Um, but yeah, I mean, she had every opportunity to win that fight and it just didn't happen in my opinion, but yeah. Um, and then for the third fight on the card there, Michael Chandler defeating Tony Ferguson with a second round front kick KO. And I mean, by far this ended up being, uh, I mean, you could say still the, um, headliner was exciting just because of the circumstances and um you know the way that uh like you said charles Oliveira came over the air overcame the um uh issues that he was facing and um yeah but this third fight is the one that's going all over the internet and you're seeing clips of this ko from michael chandler and tony ferguson right to the chin good lord i mean it's not an understatement to say that we were concerned for Tony Ferguson's health um, after he was laying on the, the mat there after that. Uh, it was a little scary for a second, but wow, what a kick. Uh, what a fight between the two. Um, and I mean, honestly, at that point, like I felt like Chandler was probably winning, but it, it was fairly even. And then Tony Ferguson just got taken out. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think both of them were landing shots at the time. I thought Tony came out looking great. I thought Tony came out yeah. looking better than he has looked in his last three fights. Yes. Um, 
and like because he was ca- he was giving Chandler good counter shots. Um, he looked light on his feet. He looked really great. First round ended great round. I thought Tony might have squeaked that one out. Um, second round comes out, and you know they touch they touch they touch each other up a little bit, and then Michael Chandler throws this wicked front kick, like just hail mary, full thunder, like fuck it, just throws this thing and connects and puts Tony Ferguson in a casket, like straight homicide. Like I could not believe it. Uh, I've never seen Tony Ferguson get knocked out like that. Um, in my recollection, I don't think Tony Ferguson has ever been knocked out like that. Um, it's absolutely mind-boggling to me to, to, to still watch this highlight. I've watched it probably 500 times. I just cannot get enough of it because I've seen a few front kick knockouts, and I don't think this is the best one. By any means. I think the Leona Machida knockout um, was a much cleaner head kick, just, and it was just so nice. Anderson Silva had one as well, uh, equally just as good. But just the sheer power that it looked that Michael Chandler threw that leg kick with and just looking at Michael Chandler, like, I would not want to get kicked like that by Michael Chandler. He's just – and then yeah. for 155, he's just a chiseled man. And, my goodness, just kicked Tony Ferguson's face off. I cannot believe it still to this day. Like, it's just it, – it's just – it's a highlight knockout of the year so far for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, Michael Chandler back into the title shot. Um, he cut a great promo initially after I didn't really get to hear it um, because of where we watched the fight. Now. Um, but I rewatched it on Instagram and loved it. Actually loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, because he calls for the title shot and then he says, you know, if Dana has a lapse in judgment, let me get Connor at 170. And at this point, fuck it. Give Michael Chandler Connor at 170. Why not? Connor wants to fight a tank. Connor wants to look like a tank. Fuck it. Let him fight Muscle Man. Like, let him fight Michael Chandler. They'll throw hands. It'll be a great fight. It'll make a million dollars. Why not? Um, right. Yeah, that was. That was by far the highlight of the whole card. Um, that knockout was insane. And yeah, if you if anyone listening hasn't seen it, please go out, take a look at it because Michael Chandler put in some work. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, one of those, like you said, that you just can watch over and over. But at the same time, it's cringeworthy. You know, I you're just glad that he's okay. He got up pretty quick there. I mean, he was laying on the ground for a solid 30, 45 seconds. But after that, he looked pretty you know as normal yeah. as you can look after getting uh knocked out with a fr- uh, front kick like that so um yeah glad he's okay good fight sucks for tony and i honestly think that's like i don't think he gets tossed out of the ufc but he's not a contender or anywhere near it at this point if, if you're looking at rankings like even though like you said and i totally agree that he really did look better um in the first uh, round definitely and then part of the second round before he got knocked out um, than he has in his previous most recent fights uh, but yeah I mean after that like I just don't see him uh, being in the conversation or anywhere near it at least for a little bit and uh, I don't know his age off the top of my head but he's certainly not a spring chicken so you know is that the last we see of Tony Ferguson anywhere near the 
lightweight belt? Yeah, I mean, that's it. Not only that, but um, four fights in a row, um, he's lost. And Tony's a legend of the sport. doesn't owe us anything. doesn't owe, owe the sport anything. Um, I'd like to see Tony come back, get another win under his belt, but then call it good. Um, yeah, I don't need to. I don't need to see Tony Ferguson keep getting knocked out like that because, yeah, honestly, dude, like you see big knockouts like this late in your career. Um, there's a chance another one can happen, and you know, Tony Ferguson has had like a little bit of a history of um, like a scary history of acting kind of kind of crazy. If I'm being honest with you. Um, and I don't know, like, I just don't, I don't, I don't want Tony Ferguson to get any more CT. I don't want Tony Ferguson to get any more giant blows to the head like that. Um, like if he wanted to retire after this one, I would be cool with it. I just like for the legend he is in the sport, I want him to go out on a dub, but if he called it good after this one, I wouldn't be mad because it was, it was a vicious knockout. It really was like, it really was bad. Um, so, yeah, he – best best of luck. I hope Tony's okay. I hope his health's okay. Um, you know, but, yeah, if he called it good after this, I wouldn't be mad. But, yeah, definitely, if he, if he comes back and fights, he shouldn't fight anyone in the top ten, I don't think. I think he should probably take those lower um, – if he wants to – like, you know, fight a Joe Lozon, fight a Cowboy. Um you know, which he's already fought Cowboy, but yeah, no, don't, do not let Tony Ferguson fight anybody in the top 10 because you're just, you're just, you're just sending the man to his grave at this point. That's just unfair. And he, he's done too much for the sport to deserve it. So yeah, no more, no more Tony Ferguson in my challenge. Yeah, I have to agree with you, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I mean, sad to see him go out like that. And like you said, hopefully, you know, maybe he goes out with a win later on, um, but I wouldn't be mad if he just calls it quits after that. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, it's, you know, it's cool to watch and you're like, that's part of the allure of the sport. But at the same time, when you think about the actual effects that it can have on uh, the people, you know, later in life, especially like you said, as you get older um, as a fighter, I think those have even more effect than when you're younger. Um, and so, yeah, we'll just have to see. Uh, how that plays out for him and his career. Um, and then the next fight here, uh, OSP defeating Shogun by split decision. Um, solid fight here. You know, big guys going three rounds. You don't necessarily always expect it to go the full time, but it did. Uh, both guys had solid um, hits back and forth the entire time. Uh, ended up being a split decision there. But yeah, I mean, I, I feel like watching it, it was pretty clear uh, OSP. Uh, had taken it and had more strikes. And I feel like um, if I'm remembering the fight correctly, I feel like Shogun pushed the pace of it more than OSP did. Like if you probably counted the timeout, Um, but yeah, I think I was pretty confident in the fact that OSP was going to win that going into the decision. Yeah, I agree for sure. I, 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 with both points, I think that Shogun did control the pace of the fight. Um, a bit more, but yeah, OSP definitely landed more, um, more in, meaningful, impactful shots. Um, and yeah, I, I wasn't worried about OSP um, getting robbed of the decision um, too much. I, I, even though it was a split decision, 
I wasn't really too worried about OSB losing it. Um, but it was a good fight. I mean, I'm glad that neither of these guys got knocked out because, you know, they're both, both personal favorites of mine. Um, I love OSB, love Shogun. Shogun's a legend. Um, OSB, low-key, has become a young legend himself. So, uh, or at least a guy that you should respect in light heavyweight division. Um, you know, he's a guy that's fought John Jones. He's a guy that's fought, you know, the who's who of the lightweight division. Um, Daniel Cormier, you know, so... You uh, who just got inducted to the UFC Hall of Fame, congratulations, Danny Cormier. Congratulations, DC. Shout out, DC, one of my favorite fighters of all time. Uh, yeah. But yeah, great, great judging on this one to give it to OSP. Um, I would imagine, I, I mean, uh, maybe Shogun takes another fight. He didn't look bad. Um, you know, uh, again, a keen to the Tony Ferguson thing. I'd like to see Shogun go out on top. I would love to see Shogun go out uh, avenging his loss against OSP, but OSP is, you know, sometimes it's how it goes in rematches. Sometimes the dude that won the first one wins it again. I mean, maybe, I mean, look what happened with Carlos Barza and Rose. Um, yeah. But anyways, yeah. Um, yeah, shout out to OSP, did his thing again. Um and yeah, I would imagine OSP will probably get someone a keen to like a Shogun again, get another older guy. Um, OSP still a little ways out from being a title contender, um, but you never know; they might, someone might fall out. Um, and I mean, light heavyweight's a weird, a weird weight class right now. Um, so yeah, we'll just have to see what happens. Absolutely, yeah, and yeah, I mean, solid fight there. Um, can't complain about that one, but and we'll have to see with Shogun too if they, uh, he calls it quits after that. Um, but yeah, all righty here, and then our last fight of the main card: uh, Randy Brown defeating KS Williams by split decision. And this one was actually initially on the uh, uh, prelims, the final fight on the prelims that we actually talked about in the preview, or Enrique talked about. Um, and, but the Cowboy versus Joe Lazan fight got dropped to Cowboy, unfortunately suffering illness right before the fight, I think on Friday. Um, so yeah, Randy Brown versus Chaos Williams got moved up to the main card. And um, yeah, I thought honestly, this one, uh, I thought that Chaos Williams was going to take it. I thought he had more strikes. Um, I would have to actually look at the specific numbers but so maybe randy brown did feed but um i thought that at the time ks williams led strikes and he certainly in my opinion uh held the pace for most of if not like the entire fight yeah no 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 doubt in my mind obviously uh you know first first and foremost before i get into randy brown and ks williams um super unfortunate that the cowboy and joe lazan fight didn't take place because it's definitely one of the ones I was looking forward to, especially with it being yeah. um, a possible Cowboy retirement fight. Um, so, you know, hopefully – I think I think he got food poisoning or something along those lines. So hopefully Cowboy's feeling better and we can get him back in the octagon, um, possibly on that July card because um, yeah. it's stacking up pretty nice. And, you know, I know Cowboy likes to fight in July. So um, – but – yeah, now to Randy Brown and Chaos Williams. Yeah, I agree a thousand percent. I thought Chaos Williams won the fight. Um, at least one, you know, obviously I'm no professional MMA judge, but just based on my eye test, um, yeah, I thought Chaos Williams controlled the pace. 
I thought he landed the more significant strikes in regards to stuff that was doing damage. Um, I thought Randy Brown should have won this fight, if I'm being honest with you, based on just how Randy Brown fights. But for whatever William, uh, for whatever reason, um, he had a bit of a different game plan. Kind of came out, I don't know, just came out really slow. And I thought KS Williams did not. Like KS Williams came out like he was trying to win the fight. Thought he was aggressive the whole way. Um, it was just really surprising to me that it went the other way. I I, I was thoroughly surprised um, when when they announced the that Randy Brown had won the decision. Um, and yeah, I just I can't even really tell you a round that I thought maybe. I mean, maybe the first round they thought Randy Brown did something, but I. I I don't know, to be honest with you. I just really did think that Chaos Williams was so thoroughly um, thoroughly winning the fight. I, I, honestly, I probably would have gave him, um, you know, just a majority decision. I wasn't yeah. really worried about it uh, regardless. So, um, yeah, I, I just thought it was very interesting. Um, also, to take a quick second uh, and jump over to the boxing world, uh, Canelo Alvarez lost last night, too. Um, and I get, I guess, well, and obviously we don't ever talk about boxing because boxing sucks sometimes, um, most of the time actually, but yeah, hearing that Canelo lost, um, really is kind of crazy too, because I mean, Canelo had a bunch of belts. I think Canelo lost all those belts too. So, um, yeah, I think Canelo literally had like, I want to say he had like eight belts. And wow. yeah, I think he, I, now I don't know for sure. Cause boxing is really weird, but I think he lost them all. Um, which happening on single to mile weekend. Um, so you got Tony Ferguson that got murdered. Who's a Mexican American MMA legend. Then you have Canelo who lost, who's, you know, like the Mexican boxing guy on single to mile weekend. It was a rough one. Um, first it was, it was a rough one for the culture, bro, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as the UFC card, it was uh, it was a it was a it was a disappointing one. Justin Gaethje loses, Rose loses, and at least, like you said, in the Gaethje fight, it was the least exciting. The Rose fight was boring, um, so so boring, and that's that's the real sad part. Um, but then after that, yeah, Michael Chandler decapitating tony ferguson um yeah it's it's just it's super crazy and i don't even know where like if you're rose do you even get another shot at carla esparza because now you're oh and two against her and like granted this last one was like the world's most boring fight but still like i don't know do you do you like as a ufc matchmaker like you can argue why you don't give rose a third shot against her but with what rose has accomplished and being rose um you could argue she gets another title shot i would imagine she probably has to fight her way back up though um and i think carlo a carla esparza will probably lose the belt by then anyways but um i like honestly i think carla esparza probably gonna lose her first title defense so yeah because she's gonna have to fight the winner of yoana and Li zhang too which is coming up i think in june so um, yeah, that, I mean, that's going to be the first fight for Carla Esparza. I don't think she matches very well against either of those women. So, but yeah, it's going to be a weird one. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I, I kind of had the same thought there is like, I, to me, I wouldn't immediately put Rose back in um, to face Carla. And I, I don't know that you just do that matchup at all. Um, but yeah, I agree that probably Rose ends up having to take at least one fight to um, get another title shot. And by that point, it's pretty likely that Carla Esparza won't have the belt anymore. So um, yeah, that was, that was a really like disappointing fight. And I mean, we talked about it, but uh, disappointing just because there was clear opportunity there for Rose and it just wasn't taken. Um, and it was, yeah, like you say, a pretty boring fight. Just not a lot happened the entire time. Um, and, you know, it, Carla almost, like, I don't want to say wins by default, but really Carla did not even land that much. And so just because of the fact that Rose landed less, you know, she won. Like, but there, there was just not even that much to compare. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, overall, the, the card was good. Um, obviously, I wish the uh, there was a couple different uh, outcomes. And uh, a lot of those fights for uh, shorter than they potentially could have been. But then you look at like the OSP versus Shogun fight that, you know, a lot of the times those uh, light heavyweights and uh, don't even make it through the first round. And then you have a second uh, round KO and a first round KO later on in the card. So, yeah, I mean, solid card. Um, I'll, I'll be excited to see what Gaethje does and how long it's going to take him to get another shot because, I mean, how much does it suck for Gaethje to get a taste of that, um, the uh, interim belt and then twice lose when he has an opportunity to uh, become the undisputed champion? Like, that's got to hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I bet he's probably going to uh, be on a revenge tour trying to get that belt and uh, I hope, you know, third time's the charm for Justin Gaethje. Yeah, well, and it, it sucks even more for Justin, too, because he's really going to have to fight a murderer's row again. He's probably yeah. going to have to fight Dustin Poirier again, um, you know, and I, I I, I don't even know. He probably has to fight Islam Makashev. I don't even know. I don't even Chandler, know. I don't even maybe? know. Maybe? Again? He just beat again? Chandler, though. Yeah, but, and then Chandler just, you know, beat the crap out of Tony. I wouldn't be totally yeah. opposed to it. I, yeah, I think I, I like a Dustin fight more, though. I think I like a Dustin fight more, too, because it gives Justin a chance to avenge a loss. Plus, that's yeah. a banger. But Dustin literally already – Dustin Poirier's Twitter game is so fucking strong, dude. So True. fucking strong. He, he was already talking shit. He was already – he already said – already beat both Connor and fucking – actually, Dustin Poirier and Michael Chandler makes a lot of sense. True. And that's a banger. That is a banger. That's a super banger. They so, haven't I don't fought know. yet, have they? Would that be their first fight? Yeah, that, they haven't fought yet. So yeah, that um, that one's got to happen. Then if it's not, I almost think the UFC tries to shoehorn Connor in there somewhere. Even though, yeah, if I'm honest do. with you, like oh, Connor yeah. doesn't even deserve to be anywhere near the title shot right now. Dude, that's their money maker. Of that, course. Like, if I'm being honest with you, the minute I heard Charles Charles Oliveira got stripped, I was like, "Fucking Conor McGregor!" I knew it. I was like, yeah. "They're gonna give Conor a title shot." I was like, "Somehow, some way, Conor's gonna get a title shot. He's gonna, or he's gonna fight." Okay, let me give you this real fucked up scenario before before we head out on the, on this episode. 
Conor McGregor comes in and starches Michael Chandler. Just starches him. First round knockout, throwback Conor days. The world, the world, starches Michael Chandler, right? Okay. Then, what the fuck are they going to do? Do you think they're not going to set up all of Because Michael Chandler's top five right now. So Connor comes in, beats top five guy. Then there's there's the theoretical MMA evidence of he beat a top five guy. He could get a title shot. And then they give, I mean, Oliveira already has a vacant title shot. I mean, I don't necessarily know how much damage Oliveira took. Um, but I think Oliveira will probably be fighting again by like September, um, you know, October, maybe end of the year type stuff. Um, so I just don't know. I just don't know. It's just, uh, I would, I'm going to be very upset if Conor McGregor somehow gets worked in here. So, but yeah, that's immediately what I thought. I was like, fucking Conor. Yeah, no, they like, I mean, like you said, he's the moneymaker. They're going to find a way to get him in there. And then I, I saw, uh, I guess Nate Diaz posted and he was like, he wants to fight, um, at 170 in July. With I don't think he named anybody, but just basically inviting Dana to figure it out. Um, so that's another piece that could play in there. Um, you know, there's been discussion of Connor moving up. I don't know that that would be a thing. Um, I think there's been discussion of Dustin moving up, but I don't see that for Dustin. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see how all that plays out. But um, one of those lightweight guys could end up moving up to 170 to go. Uh, take on Nate Diaz as well. Which, honestly, just Connor, Nate, three, let, let Nate get out of his UFC contract. Um, and, yeah, like, everybody in the world will talk about Connor McGregor and Nate Diaz, three. Like, True. Well, every single right there. Yeah, every single, every single UFC show we do will be about that fight, like, it doesn't even matter who's on the card that we're talking about. We'll still talk about Nate Diaz and Connor three. Cause it, at this point in both their careers, it's still a competitive fight and it's still not logical for either one of them to win. Um, and plus the press conferences are fire. The, the, True. You can sell tickets to the press conference, you know, <laughs> yeah. like it's crazy. So um, especially with the history, those two have, they're both one and one both fight at 170 now. Cause if I remember right, I think Connor tweeted something out after Oliveira won and said that he doesn't know if he wants to make the weight cut. And he said, um, and I quote, he likes looking like a refrigerator. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'll, I'll, sure, I'll, I'll, leave, I'll leave, I'll leave the Connor talk on that note, but, um, yeah, that's a good point. One of those 155 guys could be going up to 170. Um, to fight Nate Diaz. Um, so, yeah, I guess we'll just have to see what happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's going to be exciting. And uh, that lightweight class is still the most exciting class in the UFC for sure right now. There's just a lot of competitors. And, I mean, I think you can argue that Oliveira separated himself with this win against Gaethje. Uh, but, dude, Gaethje looked panicked, but, like, with those two knockdowns, like that could have been ended real quick for Gaethje too. 
Um, and then he just, Gaethje got knocked down and he fell right into Oliveira's trap, right into his strength. And it was over at the snap of your finger. You know what I mean? So yeah, that, that lightweight division is uh, very exciting. Um, a lot of stuff going down. Uh, another fun card with USC 274, even if it didn't end exactly how we wanted it to. But yeah, I mean, we're looking forward to the next one for sure. Um, and then, yeah, uh, I think that's going to do it for us today with the uh, UFC episode here. So thank you everyone for listening. This has been the Mile High Flight Show, and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys.